Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jason B. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. I'm your host, Jason B, and welcome back to the show. I've taken a brief little hiatus from podcasting just a little bit to go over on the Spoon. So if you are on the app Spoon, look for Good Vibes with Jason B. I do a daily stoic over there, uh, Monday through Friday, probably about 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., um, give or take. Um, I do post notices on there. So definitely, definitely, definitely. And uh, th- thank you also to PDE Life in Alaska for that wonderful intro. He also made a uh, mid-tro for me. So something in, mi- in the middle of the this episode, you'll end up hearing that. So uh, definitely a guy I highly admire. Life in Alaska, PDE. You can find him anywhere that podcasting is distributed. So thank you very much. We'll also be hearing from Sheena Diane, one of our um, life coaching sponsors. I, I definitely appreciate her work and her tutelage under the laws of attraction teachings. That's what I'm pretty much going with. Um, I'm also doing a daily stoicism study. Um, I do this every single day and some of this stuff I'll be sharing here live on the show today. Today is variety episode 52. We haven't done a variety in a little while, so we'll be talking a few different things and we're definitely appreciative of being out here on the airways. Also, I am looking forward to connecting with guests. So I now have the equipment to call and record calls basically to do interviews and I will be searching or asking and requesting, so to speak, um, different people to be here, a guest on here on the show. We'll be talking about anywhere from uh, one of the things that was uh, suggested to me, um, the nice guy syndrome. Yes, it's a real deal. Um, There's a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy, and it's written by uh, Dr. Robert Glover. Um, Great series. It's all about masculinity and demasculinity. Um, what's happened throughout our culture and it's basically to help men become stronger within themselves and not be doormats you know it's a big problem nowadays that's being discussed more and more healthy masculinity versus um, toxic masculinity anyhow so that's another subject in another day Um, I do want to be talking about travel um, for the future that's one of the things that's definitely on my mind I'm I'm considering of definitely going to Europe Hopefully next year, if everything goes right with with the medical industry and COVID-19, we'll be able to travel soon again. And, you know, I'm looking forward to a new home uh, for myself, uh, one that will basically have enough room for everybody and me to have an office. So that's definitely one of my uh, current goals that I'm setting up. And we're going to talk about goals and goal settings and goal achievements and accountability a little bit just in the later on in this episode so we're going to take a brief little break we're going to hear a word from our sponsor and we will be right back and welcome back to goodbyes to jason b hello you beautiful souls my name is sheena and i am a life coach specializing in law of attraction I want to thank you guys for having me today. I'm so excited to be here on this show and I want to share with you what it is that I do. As a law of attraction life coach, it's my job to help you on your journey of life. What that means is if you have a goal 
I help you reach it. We don't dwell on things that happened in the past. What we do is work on what you want for your future. I have group coaching classes or one-on-one coaching sessions, whichever you prefer. I'm very flexible and I really wanna help you get through whatever it is you're going through, whether it's your love life, whether it's you starting a new job or business, or whether you just need to get out of the funk that you're in, I really wanna be there for you. So take my hand so I can walk with you on your journey of life because as Tony Robbins says, life coaches see things that you don't see. So if you're interested in my services, check me out at divine, D-E-V-I-N-E hyphen, L-O-V-E.com. That's divine-love.com. And if you'd like to follow me on my podcast, it's called Divine Love, Ask, Believe, and Receive. I would love to have you guys follow me over there as well. I can't wait to hear from you. And welcome back, everybody, to Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. And so we're going to read out of the Daily Stoic. Um, I'm doing a live cast on Facebook, but for today's speaking, uh, for basically for people's other information, we're reading uh, the Daily Stoic out of Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman's Daily Stoic 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living. So uh, basically with or excuse me, I keep on saying basically. Anyhow, I don't really get on live and I really don't get on video too much anymore. Um, I get a little nervous and I just really like to focus on my audio. But since I'm recording for a podcast, we're definitely going to go through today. So the Daily Stoic reading says, receive honors and slights exactly the same way. And here's what the Ancient Stoic says, receive without pride and let go without attachment. Marcus Aurelius, Meditations 8.33. And here's what Ryan and Stephen um, Stephen were basically saying about that quote. They say, in the midst of the breakdown of a Roman Republic during the e- or a civil war between Pompey and Caesar's Pompey, made a decision to give control of the military fleet to Cato. It was mass. It was a massive honor and hugely powerful position. But then a few days later, respondingly to the protests of his jealous inner circle, Pompey reversed his decision and took the command away. It could have been seen as an enormous public humiliation to be given a promotion and then have it taken away. The record shows that Kato's reaction was basically nothing. He responded to the honor and dishonor the same way with indifference and acceptance he certainly didn't let the effect of support for the cause in fact after the the snub he worked to rally the soldiers before battle with inspirational speeches the very men who should have been under his command that's what marcus is saying do not take the slights of the day personally or the exciting rewards of recognition each Recognitions either, especially when duty has been assigned, you and are in the important cause. Trivial details like the rise and fall of your position say nothing about you as the person, only your behavior, as Kato's did, will say. So here's my opinion about that. I think that the general realized the things that were going on at the times. You know, when you got civil unrest and you got a civil war, do you really want to be the guy in charge of a navy or whatever? 
no you most likely do not i mean there are battle mongers there are generals but i feel like the right wiser generals or the wiser people are not so eager you know they knew i think he knew what was going on and that you know his position appointment may be temporary so if he shows no good favor or bad favor from when it was bestowed on him and he shows it no bad when the favors taken away from him it's it's kind of like he's still progressing so he's still a part of being who he is and i think that's one of the things that could be very important according to stoic stoic reading and stoicism if you are, say like you're assigned a manager a temporary manager position this is the best example i can think of and it, and your bosses let you know this is temporary you know it could be a tryout or it could be permanence. It doesn't, you don't know until you've gone through that probationary period or whatever they need you for at the time. You do an excellent job, right? And then all of a sudden it's taken away. Say like after 90 days, it's been like six months and it's been taken away and given to somebody else. Now it's natural to feel like, wow, I got this in the bag. But in the beginning, you have to remember your boss did tell you it was temporary, you know, till he saw fit. So a lot of people would get angry about that in the long run. But if you really think about it, you know, it's not just a test. It's an appointment as an allowance. You know what I mean? So maybe the way that you were managing or leading was the best possible thing for the company at the time. But now needs are shifting and needs are changing. You know, and we can learn from this example because like people are going through COVID right now all across the world and companies are folding up left and right and they're having to make some really hardcore decisions. Who do I keep and so on and so forth. So what it makes me think of is like, say like where I, I'm, I do my work. It may not be the long-term answer that I've always wanted but it's the right time answer for what I needed it to be. Now there is a point where I need to grow beyond where I'm at. And I think they are, they're well aware. I'm, I'm an intelligent guy. I'm not stupid, but what's making me move out is me desiring my personal growth. So, in a, and to appreciate my growth, what this passage is really saying, you know, if you hold steady, you work the best you can, you're going to grow anyway. It's not going to matter. And when you take, when that appointment is taken away, you can't take personal offense to it, you know, because remember you're working for somebody else's cause to feed your cause. So that's really important to understand. Like when you're working and you're working for somebody else, that is an allowance. It's not permanent. So unless you're doing con contract, you're a contracted person or whatever entity, that's a different story, but but even then, it has its temporary status. So what can we do and what can we learn from this? If you accept it all the same way, you don't take it too personal, even though you may feel defeated inside, like, okay, well, I can't work this way anymore. You know, are you really keeping your mind open for the next opportunity? And remembering that no matter what position you hold in life, whether it's a housemaker um, or whether it's an attorney, a doctor, um, an accountant, a dentist, any position at any time can be taken away from you. 
you know, that is something that you don't control. The only thing you control is your emotions, your mind. So if you understand that, nothing is permanent. You know, nothing is, I mean, we'd like to think so, but the best way for us to grow is, is if we are seeking the growth in the obstacles, you'll definitely find it. You know, you don't stop. Say like if you became rich, like my goal is to have $50 million in my checking account. You know, I I picked a specific date and I am leveraging and working on that. But when I get to that mark, when you have more money and status and position also becomes a lot more responsibility. And so you kind of become a little guarded or sometimes overly guarded. So what I'm thinking before it happens to me is, is like, I'm training myself how to handle wealth. I'm training myself mentally how to handle, you know, resources in a big degree. So I I think that's something that's very, very important, especially what's going on today with COVID-19. You have a huge opportunity and you have a lot of stresses right now. Like what's going to happen next? When can I go to work? Are they, how can I, I want to go back to normal, but maybe, maybe what normal was before wasn't right to begin with. It's there, there, there are studies and I can't recall which ones I've read, but there has been reports that along with the stress of, you know, losing a job, you know, for, because of COVID, um, people have also become closer. People have seen their kids more than they've ever seen before, because think about it. The normal was we go to work, we send the kids off to daycare or school. And so we don't really get to the beginnings or the tail end of the day. And then when the weekend comes, then it's like a rush to put everything all together. But it's like, as they, we go to work, they go to work. So where's the connection for us all in between? That's the, that's been the most difficult thing. I believe in my mind to, to really comment and say that, you know, because I've been home more often, I've actually spent a lot more time with my daughters, you know, uh, Valentina and Annabella, you know, mean an awful lot to me. So by me doing that one-on-one, I actually took time to teach them or work on helping them learn, um, emotional control when, you know, I wasn't always that guy and I'm still trying to master. I still have emotional, you know, outbursts, but what daily stoicism teaches me is, you know, how to strategize when things happen good or bad. You know, so I've been given a few things recently and I said something yesterday to a couple friends. I said, you know, I give more than I receive, but I'm satisfied with exactly what I have today. And that is a sign of humility to say the least. It is, it is a sign and and it is a training to myself to remind myself that just because we don't have certain things, like what I don't have a house with a pool or you know, and I would love to have other luxuries, but maybe ha- not having those luxuries relieves me of the responsibility what those things come with. So it prepares me for when I do have those things, what to appreciate and not just become a consumer. You know, I'm now shifting my personal life force into being a provider and a presider and a protector, but also 
you know, I'm encouraging to grow business and I'm learning about being my own boss in the long run, you know, and I think that's a lot of what we really desire inside is we desire to be our own bosses. You know, we don't like working under constraints. And I think the number one complaint to be today is when people ask to go seek employment, they, one of the things that ask is how difficult is it? It's really hard. And that goes with anything in life. So if you're working on a diet, you're working on an exercise program, and you hear those self-doubts like, oh, this is freaking hard, or this is really hard, you know, taking a quarter that that might be some training that's maybe talking against you. You know what I'm saying? So that is something to think about. Anyhow, um, I'm going to close out this part of the section of the variety episode. So, oh, and the daily stoic question, the question of the day, we can't forget that. Um, also along with this book comes, you can order the daily stoic journal. And I like to look at the questions. I haven't written anything in this book because, you know, I've created a notebook, my own entries. So maybe that might be something for you. So, and it does say, you know, like, what is your morning reflection about the question and what is your evening? So it's like, what's the start of the day? What you think about at the end of the day? So here's the question of the day. How can I make sure none of it goes to my head, good or bad? That is the question of the day. How can I make sure consistency and diplomacy as well as discipline? Those three things are pinnacle to keeping, you know, good control and level headed through no matter what you're going through. So we're going to take a brief little break here on Anchor, and then I'm going to continue recording on Facebook. So if you want to see me live, go to Facebook and look me up with Good Vibes with Jason B of Broadminds and More Podcast Group. You can add and suggest. You can leave comments. You can leave videos. You can leave whatever you want, pretty much. Except for, just remember, there are people that don't really care for certain things. So if you are a spammer, I do review all content that is uh, suggested or want to be posted. So keep that in mind also. So we'll brief be right back here on Anchor in just in a second. tuned to Mr. Jason B. All right, we're back again uh, recording just the rigor general stuff. So today we're going to talk also about uh, our networking skills. Um, so a friend of mine, No Show from No Show Theater, who also podcasts here on Anchor as well as other places, No Show was trying to uh, encourage me to explore the option of Discord. And what I'm liking about Discord is you can put a lot of your social medias all in one place and have communication without having to go through them app to app to app, which I kind of like, but is is in my mind kind of dangerous a little bit because you've given a given an app and access to so many different pieces of information so it makes me a little hesitant but i'm actually excited because you i'm learning about servers and learning about channels and how to connect with people um i ran through the same kind of problem when i first got on spoon i didn't know how to connect with my friends my friends were saying hey get on spoon you need to check this out 
And when I didn't like at the time, it was very hard to search for my friends. But when my friends would send me links, um, that was definitely um, a game changer, so to speak. So um, what else is going on? Um, a lot, man. Let me tell you, I am so excited about so many different things that are coming my way. Um, so with podcasting the last three years, it's definitely done me some justice, so to speak. It's definitely given me a way to learn how to perform my voice as well as, um, you know, my thought process. I'm one of those people that likes to talk a lot. So what podcasting does is actually gives me a, an outlet to do exactly that. And what it's helped me in my relationships with my family, my friends, and my close loved ones. Um, let me tell you, it's, it's kind of like when I talk to them, I'm saying a lot less, but the receptiveness about it is that they're receiving me a lot better, um, so to speak, because I'm getting right to the point and I can be, you know, very verbose. I can be talking a lot and just miss the whole point while trying to explain it. So what I like about podcasting right now and learning how to leverage certain social medias has definitely opened my horizons in so many different ways. Because now I'm like, even as I talk to clients, as I talk to locations, as I talk to people and professionals and companies, I'm definitely learning about the art of conversation. And as I've been reading and researching these moguls, so to speak, um, one thing come definitely comes to mind is especially understanding, you know, that what comes with that, you know what I mean? Like when you are talking to people, are you talking to people to meet them halfway? Or are you, you know, are you talking to people just for the sake of hearing yourself? And I feel like a lot of people go through exactly that. They go through like, what do I really say? You know, how am I really saying it? You know, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I just, I feel that it's an incredible amount of responsibility, so to speak. You know, um, when you are learning how to communicate with somebody and someone understanding you. So uh, my first tip of the day as far or tip for the episode for the art of conversations um, and learning how to connect with people. First, greet people with their respective name. Now, some people are very informal and some people are very respectful. It really depends, you know, on how you're going to take it, you know, so to speak. And how they're going to take you, you know? So when you're talking to someone, always greet them with the enthusiasm that you appreciate the experience. Like, you know, Hey, you know, Mr. Smith, whatever, dot, 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 dot. And if you feel awkward in saying that, you know, saying, if you know, their full name is going to do two things. That's going to activate your memory and their memory of the experience in that period of time. And the impression that we leave on people when we greet people, so to speak, with doing that, say like, oh, we're Jane Doe. It's good. To see, it's good to see you again. Or it's nice to meet you, Jane Doe. You know, these are activative statements that's telling you you're in the present and you're really working on exactly what's at hand. So whatever deal you're trying to make or friendship or connection you know, people are well more received when you give them the respect of their name. And, um, that would be, I guess my tip of the day. So, um, here on anchor, I have not been 
posting as much. I've been really heavily weighing in on Spoon. But now what I did on Spoon is it allowed me to live call and interact with people, which I eventually, that's what I really want. And as I'm clarifying it from my vision board to be a bigger podcaster in social media, um, like to the caliber, even Joe Rogan, that, that would be one of my goals. And I would love, and I'm looking forward to becoming a, a Ted talker at some point. And I'm working on that. So one of the things is, is when you want to get your voice out there and, and to the caliber of like, say like you want to be a Ted talker, you have to be able to outreach to enough people and them respond and having, you know, listenerships. I mean, the money is important. I mean, you do have to protect your rights, but at the same time, you've got to worry exactly about the content and, you know, yes, you have to take into account the numbers, the analytics, but remember that being that best self, that performer, um, is very important. So if you're here new on anchor.fm, or if you're new to podcasting altogether, it is a journey. Um, it's, it's been a three year journey and there are times where I have, I've had 10,000 followers, you know, and there's times I've only had five followers. So you really have to take in consideration that, you know, when you grind through and you're finding that niche, the subject matter that you really like to talk about, um, that's really going to define you and separate you from so many other things. And, and that's very difficult for some people to accept. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really, really difficult. Like, why aren't people following me? Why aren't, why? I mean, I have everything in place. I have the equipment, I have the voice, but it is hard work. It is very hard work because you got to work on your distribution and how you multilateral use social medias, you know, like Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. Twitter is, is so big right now. I can't even fathom it. Um, Spoon, um, Google, I mean, you name it, you really have to learn how to leverage all those platforms for your outreach. So it's kind of like being a fisherman um, when you're really trying to podcast um, and so on and so forth. So one of the things, if you're getting into podcasting, don't get lost in the equipment right away. And I've said this over and over and over again. I've said this in the past. You know, I a friend of mine, he spent, I think it was about $1,500 on equipment alone. And what I found out from that experience with him was that he basically told me, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, wait, you spent all this money on podcasting. You were all hyped up and then you couldn't even make an episode. What? So that, that does happen. Like say like you get inspired and then you just get, get that emotional and, you know, thoughtful brain fart, you know, or brain stall brain fog. And he spent all that time trying to perfect, learn how to use the equipment, but he couldn't make content. So when that friend, we worked together on talking, I had to build him, help build him up. And I remember doing this. We went over the equipment, you know, and we made an episode about using that equipment. It was only like 20 minutes or maybe 15, 20 minutes. But it got the bowl rolling enough for him to understand, okay, I spent all this time, all this money learning how to use this stuff. And then I forgot how to use my voice. And he was like, he was so blinded by all the side shit, but not focused on the main things. Focusing on the main task at hand is so very important. Whatever you're committing yourself to, whatever you're doing in your life, make sure that you commit to every single step 
that gets the job done. You know, cutting corners, going too fast has never been proven uh, to be successful in the longevity uh, perspective. So keep that in mind, everyone. Make sure that you are well aware of what the cost is for you. So, yeah, so we're going to go up. Anyhow, we're going to move on in just a moment here um, about podcasting. So what has the experience of Spoon done for me? I'm going to talk just a little bit about Spoon. Um, I've connected with a lot, a shitload of young people. I mean, there's so many young people under 21 on there. It's not even funny. So you have to be kind of careful because there are a lot of underagers and that website or that app does not verify ages so you've i had nine and ten year olds coming into my live streams and they do allow you an option to kick them out but spoon leaves it up to you under their disclaimers that you are responsible for your actions and what you say and your involvement with the people on spoon so um i see a lot of problems with that and i understand now why anchor went from a social media platform to specifically a podcasting uh, platform because I remember when uh, Anchor 2.0 was, you can share people, you can interact with more people, you can do call-ins. But the problem was, is um, it had consequences. It really did. It had consequences like, you know, if you shared copyrighted material, they were, Anchor was all over you and telling you, no, you can't wear it, you can't play that. So with Spoon, you can play uh, music. But the thing is, is when you're playing copyright, it doesn't matter if it's live stream and not recorded, you still are violating the rights, you know, um, and a disclaimer, I'm not in admitting or denying that I have ever done so um, with that. So um, with that in mind, you know, Spoon can be a great leverage point to talk about daily stuff. So it gives you an idea like when you make it what they call a cast and here on Anchor, it's a podcast or segment, you record a cast you can record it there. But the thing about um, Spoon is, is the distribution of that cast. I don't see where it goes and I don't see what platforms. So coming here on Anchor gives me an opportunity to record specifically for Anchor and for the listeners as, and you may be listening to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, um, Overcast. I mean, there's so many different podcasting platforms, but this podcast is being heard in those wide range of, of areas. And if you are listening to me on Apple uh, podcast, please leave a review. I definitely appreciate the more stars and even comments. You can also write me at good vibes with Jason B a broad minds and more podcast on, on good vibes, Jason B at gmail.com. That's my email. So if you have questions, you want to be a guest on the show in the future, I definitely would love to hear from you and see what you think. You can also find me on Twitter, um, you know, Facebook, Facebook groups, um, so on and so forth. So anyhow, um, that's like another important thing. And we're going to talk about just a little bit about current events in just a moment here. So I just want people to know that my view on what is going on politically in the atmosphere is... um, it's an opinion so you can agree or disagree but remember it's just an opinion to listen to so hold up we'll be right back and we'll back to record okay so we're back again to do the wrap-up and we're also going to do the last uh, subject matter of the day and for this episode 
Um, we're going to talk about goals and goal settings. I've been studying so many different people about goals and execution. So the number one thing about goals is remember that it, it is designed to, it's a game plan, really, essentially. It's not just an idea. It's not just a, something that you're after. It's a game plan of action for receiving or gaining an asset of some sort, either metaphysical, physical, or theoretical, whatever you want to call it. Um, goals are for a purpose in living lifestyle or asset to yourself. So say like a goal for you could be, I want to own my own home. That's a real estate. That's a goal. And it doesn't matter what age you can't, you're at, you still can get a home. So one of the ways that I'm going to talk about goals and goal setting and something to keep in mind for achievement, remember that 90% of what you do, you actually do and perform action. I'm talking about 90% of whatever your goal is, is all about the action. Only 10% should be about um, the theoretical. So say like if you are somebody that has wanted to get pull your life together, get your shit straight, right? And you don't know, you know, the ideas of what you want, you know, what all entails, but it seems like so chaotic, like how to organize it and how to achieve it. So one of my methods that I'm doing today, and I am working on this today is my vision board. Now my vision board is a pin board and I've cut up four different categories and each relates to one another. So just like, I guess you could say on an Excel spreadsheet, you've got like, uh, what is it right now? I have about, uh, five rows or, you know, five rows and, uh, four columns and each column is designed this way. So first I have the obstacle, you know, what is, you know, the problem, you know, what's getting in my way. And then there's the goal. So the goal is really the, the main focus. You know, so for example, I want $50 million in my checking account. You know, the obstacle is, is creating different, a variety of different resources for revenue, consistent revenue. And what is the reward in getting, having $50 million. And I wrote exactly what the rewards would be. Um, it gave me peace of mind with that amount of money and, and position. It would give me, um, the asset that that is my, I don't want to say comfort, but that is like my sustained success according to financial holdings, you know, so $50 million doesn't mean that it, I don't have extenuating responsibilities, but it does mean that uh, this is the point of where I say, okay, this point when I reach it is the success point. But there's something else that comes along with success, which I don't feel a lot of people talk enough about. And what I want to say is, is the next category. So I have obstacles, goals, rewards. Those are the three. Now here's, here's the fourth and most important out of the finishing results and understanding all those lifestyle. So um, this was difficult to write for myself of the lifestyle of having $50 million, because think about it. If you have $50 million, I mean, to some people that's not rich, but to a lot of others it is. And as I was thinking about the, like the people that I've ever seen movies and shows on lottery winnings and how money changes them. I don't think anyone who came from a poor step or financially handicapped or, or strapped 
basically position ever thought about what it would be like to live in a wealthier setting you know when you have all that money and this is something to teach us about our our shopping and our buying but lifestyle when i got down to it was um i would have my home my spanish colonial style home i would have a beautiful garden um i would be able to enjoy my environment thoroughly you know the lifestyle is i live in this autonomous area well it's not going to really be autonomous but this home this the stead this castle whatever it is that 50 million dollars has provided me that i have also a connecting asset that allows me to live a certain way you know because i mean realistically i love neighbors but then i don't at the same time and i'm not trying to be mean but i like being able to you know be i don't want to hear like for example one thing that drives me at the walls is like you know when people are blaring their music so loud that you can't even hear your own damn thoughts i've been in those kind of neighborhoods and i've lived in that way so that would be one of the things that you know would be the negative but just remember when you're goal setting and you're making your vision board like like i said you know obstacles goals you know rewards and the lifestyle you got to take in all that in accord you got to take all that as one so when you want to achieve something remember this thought process the 10 percent it didn't take much time for me to think about what i want with my goal you know and i wrote down specifically the reasons because when you want something be specific and not vague i think that's the biggest problem nowadays is people say i just want to be comfortable i just want to be happy so what is that and so my question to those people would be what is your number and they'll be like what are you talking about jason and I would say, what is your number for that to be? Because what that comfort really also represents is complacency. And I really do have to appreciate a writer that I'm recently kind of touching on his book, uh, Grant Cardone's The 10X Rule. I a lot of times I have not liked Grant Cardone for the way that he comes off because it, it just seems like what's well, so over competitive. You got to be competitive. You got to be a beast. You got to be do all these. But there's much more to it than that observation and as i start reading his book i'm starting to change my opinion of the way that i see him and that i've heard him before so i'm i'm making my own picture of success and i'm designing it so the 10 percent, like i said this is just the game plan this is the announcements this is like hey this is the playbook you know and you insert all those actions into that playbook you record you journal you write that shit down you remind yourself exactly what you're after i mean there's no joke about that so whatever goal you have in mind is it gonna add to your lifestyle is it gonna be a permanent thing or a temporary thing that's what you got to decide you know after that's i guess that would be have to be step number two decide exactly what this is gonna feel like look like and be like so that you know the resolve in it, the resolve and the goal, the the point where it's like, okay, I get it. I know this is very important to me and important to so many others. So take that in accord. When you're when you're setting a goal, it doesn't matter. And, and even for your kids, you know, um, this is something I want to talk about as a parent. Um, about four years ago, I got Annabella into swimming. And six years ago, I got her into soccer. 
And I was pushing her so hard in soccer that I lost the connection with my daughter in that. And then when we got into swimming, I almost did the same thing. But now my daughter is back in the pool. She's swimming again. Um, and she had it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad COVID happened because we took a break from literally, I would have to say October of 19, uh, I mean, 2019. And we didn't get back in the pool until the beginning of this month. So that was a long hiatus. And my daughter, one of the things my daughter said to me, she's all dad, I really want to get good at swimming. And she told me her reasons why. And, and it kind of made me sad because she was, she was explaining herself that her goal was based on so that she could feel better about herself and people admire her and admonish her. And I said, sweetheart, you've got to kind of forget that you've got to want to do it for yourself. But how do you explain that really to a 12 year old? Because that crushes her. She, her feelings were like so many other people, they have a goal, but they think that getting something, you know, when I get this thing or I've reached this level, I don't have to worry. So this is why that when I write my vision board and you write out the rewards and then you have to write out the lifestyle that goes along with it, it makes you value the goal and what you're performing and you're practicing to become. So just remember, um, there's two formulas, you know, or a st I should say a, a logical a statement. The first one is practice makes the performance, you know, A equals B or AB, whatever you want to call it, the invisible factor. That's the first one. And then I have to quote Jack Canfield from um, Chicken Soup for the Soul, event plus response equals outcome. So that's more definitive. So the event is, you know, the goal that you have in mind, you know, the response is what you're performing at and, and it's going to produce a result. Event plus response equals the outcome. So how much did you practice? How much did you persist? You know, you got to take in those things in accord, but how often do you let doubt, for example, get in your way? So this is very important when you make your, I, I would have to say making my vision board from what I know, writing out obstacles as a column, goals as a column, you know, rewards as a column and, and lifestyle. It was very important for me to really understand knowing what I was saying and what I was seeing because remember you're going to program this in your person and you might lose people and you might lose things along the way but it's got to be worth it and that's why when you're goal setting it looks it's very important that you isolate the variables you know and why because when you know your why you don't need what well, I used to hear the statement like motivation is crap and now looking back at that statement, I kind of feel it. Yes, it, it is. Motivation is crap because it's like temporary. It's like happiness. You know, you're happy for a while, but then the feeling changes through different events. But, you know, and I also think about the same with inspiration. Inspiration fuels the soul, so to speak. But does, in, does it, you know, fuel the motive of why you have it? But does it go through the goal and the obstacle? Is it worth it? Make your make your goals distinctively worth it. That's that's my real advice for the day. So 
this has been a wonderful recording. I'm so glad to be back here on anchor.fm. I will leave the email up in the description of the show so you can, um, you can find me there. You can also find me on Instagram. I will also leave the details in that in the show. So I just want to say thank you all for listening and share this with a friend. Share this with somebody that you feel like could learn something. We're going to be talking, like I said, probably in the next couple of episodes about the nice guy syndrome. And I'm probably going to have a guest, um, PDE life in Alaska, because he did read the book and he's also been through the process. So we're going to talk about masculinity, maybe in the next couple episodes. So stay tuned for that coming out um, in the next probably few weeks to a month. But we're definitely working on these things. So thank you all for taking your time to listen today. Um, You can find me on Spoon and I'll leave the details. So thank you all. You all take care.